You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. to Voyagers of the Jump, Season 2. We got another season. Can you even believe it? <laughs> we got renewed. Yes. We got renewed. <laughs> Greenlit. Greenlit. Woo, Woo. Project Greenlit. What's Mo- up? Movie terms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back. Uh, thank you all for joining us tonight, or for those of you listening in the future, thank you for joining us then, too. Uh, I hope the world is not on fire at the time. Uh, like 50% of the cast here has been through, uh, hellish, uh, truly, just truly horrifying weather conditions to be here tonight. So I thank you for joining us. Uh, Seth, uh, is the base is, is the world is basically on fire outside your window. And Alicia was involved, was present for the, uh, uh the recent, uh, uh, what, what are we calling it? The hurricane? Hurricane. Hur- yeah, Hur- exactly. It was basically the apocalypse. We're sitting in the I- house going, okay, I guess this is, this is life now. <laughs> <laughs> I pitched moist quake. I thought it should be moist quake just because of the, the wetness. Oh, no one wanted to pick up on. <laughs> no one it. asked for that. <laughs> I guess not. I, I think it works. But it in any moist, case, glad moist, you're here. Moist quiver. Moist, no, no, no. You don't have to. Uh, moist quake. Moist I like moist quake. Moist tickle. <laughs> What's Nobody's happening? taking this storm I'm, seriously. Uh, yeah, this Why is did all we I'm call saying. it moist jiggle? <laughs> we really need to raise public awareness and concern. So we're going to do that by calling it moist jiggle. Nobody I mean, liked it when we called it human names. We were trying something different. This is exactly what happened with Barbie and Oppenheimer. It's like they picked a good name that like elevated in the public consciousness. And now everyone's seen one of those two movies. Yes. Yep. I can't argue with that, no. In any case, <laughs> really glad that you're both here and alive. Yes, thank you for being here. I'm glad you're both okay. Um, well, I have a, I have a, another scintillating topic for us to kind of break the ice. We, uh, spoil, uh, to pull back the curtain a little bit, we had a little bit of a, a technical snag before we went on the air. So we've been, we've been chit-chatting a bit uh, already. But I have one. I just, we'll have to see where this goes. I just want to know how you think you would all, you know, fare in space. Not your characters. You personally, how do you think you would fare in space? <laughs> Some Alicia. of you are just shaking your heads. <laughs> My the more high. I learn about space, the more I know that I would die. Uh, because like, zero gravity is really hard for humans to, like, wrap our heads around of just, like, how weird that is like we're like certain body functions don't even work anymore and vacuum is also so really hard for us to wrap our heads around of how just weird vacuum is so i'm i'm pretty sure i would die like, like immediately <laughs> just, i'd look out the window and that'd be it uh, <laughs> yeah I, I i agree with that i think all the things you mentioned also radiation Extreme cold. Uh, Space wants to kill you. We we have found ourselves in one of the very few places in the entire universe that doesn't 
want to kill us as badly as the rest of the universe. We should stay here and take care of it. What's weird is space isn't cold because space is nothing. And like, you're more likely to like overheat because you don't have air to like dissipate your heat. It's, it's so weird. That's it just tries to kill you. Yeah. (laughs) You could burn or freeze depending on if you have a shadow to stand in or not. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm not interested in doing either. Truly disgusted by this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and I'm trying so hard to have a neutral expression because I know that people have like brought up my expressions often during games. Like, why does Alicia look disgusted during this game? But no, it's um, it's you know, I have I I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but I have three just truly great fears. Like besides, you know, like like mass murders or like home invasions. It's like deep- <laughs> <laughs> on top of the We're regular those those fears. <laughs> those are guaranteed. Yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a they go without saying. It's like deep space, deep sea, or like the deep caves. And all three of those, there's something in there that I'm that I, I that my brain does not reconcile. So all three just scare it, just scare me to death. So yeah, I would I would die because I would panic. In like emergency situation, like you have to leave the little station to go to the drop ship to get supplies or something. And I would in between the station and the drop ship area, I don't end up dying somehow, just clearly out of for no reason. I would see something like a bug on the windshield, like ah! would over. <laughs> that would be cause to panic if you saw a bug on the windshield. I don't know if there's too space. many bugs out in space that get on your windshield. That's what I'm saying. That if you do see one, you would lose your shit. Yeah, if, one, if one did visit, it would probably would be too, quite terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> it's got a little bubble helmet, little fly. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> they're, they're tech level twelve. <laughs> these flies. What about you, Sydney? Space you wasps. Space <laughs> wasps. That's terrifying. That would be horrible. You get to space and you're like, great, it's all. Wasps. Yeah, there's just wasps <laughs> everywhere now. Ooh, I, <laughs> I left guys, Earth. The one thing I would think the benefit <laughs> would be no wasps. <laughs> yeah, what's with the wasps? Who brought the, uh, who who, brought the who wasps? Who brought the wasps? wasps up here? Just a jar <laughs> of Elon. <laughs> I um. I had such a different thought process when Matt when Matthew asked his question, and you guys all thought about it. Uh, very scientifically, it was very smart. You were like, "Yeah, simply the the act of survival in space is so difficult that you would you would die." Was the answer? But I was like, "Oh, I would get so sad." <laughs> Why? Get so sad. That's something real too. I but used yeah. to think when David I was younger, Bowie prophesied it like he knew what was up. He knew. Yeah, I used to think when I was younger, like early twenties, I very strongly had this thought a lot. I was like, I could just go to space. I don't care. I don't. It wouldn't affect me. I wouldn't miss people. I was angsty. That's right. I was in college mm-hmm. reading Sylvia Plath. Ever heard of her? Anyway. <laughs> noted noted astronaut, Sylvia Plath. <laughs> yeah. But I had this thought. I was like, I could do it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind being an astronaut in space for like a long period of time. And then I must have been like 27. And I was like, no, I couldn't. No, I couldn't. I would be so sad. I would be so lonely. I would be so... Imagine not talking to anyone. Like, I would just be so fucking bored and sad. There could be other people up there with you. Yeah, I'm going to get so tired of them. 
Okay, so. I'm going to get sick and tired of them. You guys played Voyager with me. I was ready to shoot you all. No, I'm kidding. I just think like you would go crazy. Like if I wasn't depressed, I would like start to lose my mind. So this, yeah. the space madness. Yeah. Space madness. Get, yeah. Space madness. All victim to space madness. Or overheat or whatever you guys said. Right. There's also yeah. like the space osteoporosis that you got to worry about. Oh, just, yeah. Like, oh, you're because you're in zero the, G. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that, they have, um, the astronauts like do exercises though for yeah, that, right? They have to be like, like resistance, working out constantly. Resistance bands and like. Yeah, the yeah. muscular atrophy. My favorite, like my favorite space experiment is when the Kelly brothers were spent, like what, when they were the two, like one was in space and one was kept on for an extended period of time so they could just monitor how their bodies change because they're identical twins. It's like, what better control experiment would we have for this? Yeah. Really there, there was a, a weird one we were reading about recently where like after like six or eight months or something, your brain actually develops these reservoirs for uh, uh, the fluid. Because you oh. don't have gravity for it to go through anymore. Oh, and, wow. And so, like, it, it develops these, like, holes, but just become these reservoirs for the fluid. But then when you go back to gravity, they don't go away. It's just <laughs> your brain permanently just kind of changes shape to deal with zero gravity. Once it gets back to gravity, it's like, ah, I'm fine. Uh, we're just, <laughs> and, and, like, oh, your head can swell. You know, so you're not only wow. crazy at dying of vacuum and radiation, you've got this bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, just- <laughs> you're not only dying of radiation, you also just look silly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you embarrassing. Could at least, you could at least freeze with dignity. And, uh, yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with people you. mourn my frozen corpse and, and admire it. Right. Not your encephalo- encephal- encephalitis. Not my giant bobblehead. Yeah. Did I'm that gonna, answer your question, Matthew? Yes, it did. None of us would, would, would or could survive in space. What an ideal group of dreamers to be playing this space adventure with. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love pretending, I know, pretending I just, to be in space. is awesome. I, I always thought, like, when I was young, I was like, I could be an astronaut. And then I realized you have to be in, like, peak physical condition at, at minimum. Yeah. At minimum. Also, aren't you, like, never allowed to smoke a cigarette in your life? To be an astronaut, like there's something that's like you're automatically discounted if you did such and such like once in your life. They're like, you won't cut it up in space. I have never smoked a cigarette in my life. Whoa, I could go be an astronaut, except for the peak physical condition thing. I could could be an astronaut. astronaut. (laughs) I refuse to believe all the Apollo astronauts had never smoked a cigarette. Yeah, that seems a little. (laughs) That was the 60s. You had to smoke cigarettes by law. I'm I'm sure Gus Grissom has smoked at least a cigar. At least. They probably added that rule in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone, when you when look all those astronauts up. got soft. We went to the moon on Marlboro's alone. <laughs> That's right. You know what, though? I, I bet you John Glenn never did. That's the one guy that I bet never touched. His cigarette never touched his lips. Out was, of all of them. I just was very randomly watching the scene from The Right Stuff when uh, when – when when LBJ shows up at his house and, and she, his wife doesn't want to let him in and he's on the phone and he's like, you don't want to let him in. You don't have to let him in. I don't care. <laughs> it's great. It's great scene. I love that movie. I really it's love a great that movie. movie. The, um, it was a big, weirdly, it was a big, it was a big fave of my mom's who is not like a sci-fi, a particularly sci-fi or space nerd. Really? Yeah, but she, was, she just really liked the movie. My grandmother loved that movie. She was a huge fan of that movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. Great Sam Shepard performance. Yeah. Um, and really funny scenes with Jeff Goldblum and um, yes. Harry Shearer, right? I think so. 
Yeah. Great movie. Um, well, speaking of movies, I don't know. I didn't need to segue here. Um, <laughs> last episode, you guys created characters. That happens in movies. That's right. Yes. Yes. You see, those yeah. characters in movies. Nailed it. Characters are in movies. Characters are in movies. <laughs> Good job, Matthew. Thank you. Thank you all for your support. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about those characters. Uh, we First, we had Pug, an anthropomorphic armadillo soldier played by Skid. Uh, Pug had seen action on worlds across charted space, and uh, but despite his combat prowess, he couldn't seem to get ahead in the army. I think after about like, 16 years, he hadn't been promoted beyond Lance Corporal. Am I right? Uh, I don't think I ever got promoted. <laughs> Did I get promoted to, to Lance Corporal I at think, any point? I feel like you made Lance Corporal and it was a big cause for celebration. Yeah, okay, maybe I did. Um, yeah, and it's just 100% racism, imperial racism. <laughs> imperial racism. Uh, yeah. Well known imperial racism. Um, and then there's Swan Tenor, human scientist. She grew up on a, this is played by Alicia. Uh, she grew up on a boring cul de sac and knew there was something out there, something up in the stars. And she never ended up finishing college because she had to flee the draft. Uh, and then out in space, she worked as a salvager until she yes. discovered an incredibly rare fossil, but was attacked, was savagely attacked in an attempt to steal it uh, from her. But she survived and began working as a kind of a un- unaccredited researcher, and she achieved <laughs> such renown. That in addition to her scientific publish- publishing, she also published a self-help book. Uh, but then she rejected the opportunity to seal someone else's research to get ahead and hit a professional wall that she could not find a way around. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm very Sorry proud of myself. That. I'm glad you recounted that because some of the things I was like, "Wait, I did." <laughs> you did. I tried to. I tried to write these write these things down as soon as we finished the episode, so I don't forget. Uh, yeah, the, yes, this one is generally. Um, she's very like myopic with her reasons for being at this ramshackle. I think you called a backwater, um, but. She doesn't realize that, you know, she has... She, she made some enemies in her climb to the top with with, with that foot. The, the fossil, so we'll the see. foot. Yeah, the foot, right. Sorry, yeah, the fossil. The, foot. the fossil foot, yeah. Foot. It proved the existence of a previously, like, thought mythical uh, race or species. And the foot proved that it really did exist. And that's how she, you know, came to fame and fortune. And that's why she has a ton of money on this ramshackle backwater. <laughs> you all have surprisingly, for all your misfortune, you do have a decent, you know, decent wallet. Yeah, um, we're all rich. You're fairly rich. No. Speak for yourselves. <laughs> well, that does bring us to Arthur, a Varger, uh, played by Seth. Although, what's his, what's his, what's his actual name? Vlazig Gruzian. Yes. Right. So, Arthur. You can call me Arthur. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, Arthur grew up hard scrabble and poor working construction, but he was able to get himself into college with dreams of doing field research until he discovered his psionic potential and flunked out of school and began training as a psionic adept. Adept? 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 Adept. Adept. Yeah. Psionic scientist. There we go. Uh, And as as we all know, psionics are highly, highly illegal in Imperium space. Uh, But, you know. I'm sure it will be made better by the fact that you're a Varger and uh, Imperial racism won't make that worse at all. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it'll be great. Sure it'll be great. <laughs> uh, and finally, we have Willadine Faye Moxley, played by Sydney, Or should I say Commander Willadine Faye Moxley. Commander. 
a simple country girl from an ocean world who didn't understand that the Navy operated in space these days. <laughs> she tried. tried against the, the, the Naval Academy but failed the entrance exam. But that didn't stop her from enlisting, and she quickly distinguished herself and earned a field commission and thus began a brilliant career in the Imperial Navy. <sighs> when I was um, figuring out the character backstory, just like writing it for myself, I completely forgot that as a player... I joined the Navy. <laughs> and I thought it was Where were our brains? <laughs> and Master Matthew Commander. Politely, because I was like, she's from a water world. Matthew politely reminded me that we're talking about the Imperial Navy of <laughs> fucking space. And I was like, oh, but of course, that makes sense. Uh, but she did really well. I'm, I think we're all shocked at her success. She did really. She was a, trained as a pilot, but was quickly promoted for all of her. Uh, you, 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 you had a close call. I feel with scandal, but you managed to uh, to wheel your way out of it and stay on the right side of your superiors. Um, yeah. And now, as we teased at the end of the last episode, we are in the Great Rift, and specifically the Rift Sector. Um, would any of you nerds like to tell us a little bit about the Great Rift? What you know of the Great Rift? Nothing uh, is past it. Yeah. Oh, basically, there's it's it's just a big wedge of charter space that there's nothing. It's kind of like the, the fingers of a, of a galaxy. There's there's kind of a, an empty space. That's kind of what we're in where there's like tons of stuff on one side, tons of stuff on the other and then a gulf that's an entire sector or two wide that there's just nothing and no ship could cross that really easily because it's just so big and so That is empty. like we're talking like Alicia is talking about like that fear of like emptiness and death and like this is I mean this is about as this is like a terrifying concept like that is mm-hmm. that is an inconceivable amount of empty space. Yeah. Like even just between the stars that seem close together on the map they're light years apart like something you know that the brain can't really comprehend but like this is just like yeah it is this is this is terrifying. Yeah, let's go to a map. So we have a map of the Great Rift here, um, and you can see it's this kind of area of low stellar density. It's an, it's been throughout its, its, its existence, it's been a natural barrier to the expansion of the Imperium because it can't be crossed very easily, right? Um, there are three specific routes, and let's uh, let's talk about those. So you can see that it's thought to resemble a lobster claw, the the shape of the Great Rift. Ah. And so that's where the expression behind the claw comes from. So Deneb and the Spinward Marches, that little chunk of the Imperium that's to, uh, you know, that's, that's to Spinward of the of Imperium space, that's uh, behind the claw and everything else is said to be beneath the claw. Everything else in the Imperium. Um, but it's just, it's just a, a reminder that for all the knowledge of those living in charted space that they've accumulated over the years, uh, the Great Rift in a lot of ways, it's still kind of full with a mystery. And or, or, it's it, it's about ninety light years wide. Ninety light years wide. Yes. Yeah. Wait, just just counting what? hexes. Each hex is a parsec, which is like three point something something light years. So it was thirty Wait, hexes so wide. Seth, if you would do me a favor and do the math on that, oh if, God, no. if a human, <laughs> how long oh does it take to? I guess the question is, how long does it take to travel? A light year in like human years. In in the uh, traveler universe with yeah. jump drives. Oh, I mean, uh, it's, it's funny you bring that up, Skid. 
<laughs> so there are three crossings, three known crossings of the Great of, of the Great Rift, uh, and you can see two of them on this map here. So the first is the one that's all the way at the top of the map, or should we say, forward, um, and you mm-hmm. see this kind of thin trail of red Imperium space. Yeah. Yes. There's yes. Like the, the bulk of it to the right, and then there's this little chunk. That's the Spinward Marches and Deneb. That's called the Corridor. It's just a Carter thin, it's a thin little yeah. stretch of where there is stellar, there's plenty of stars, and you can jump from star to star to star without too much trouble. Um, that said, it's kind of a long way around, right? And it's controlled mm-hmm. by the Imperium, so if you're not uh, you know, an Imperium member, that's kind of a tricky route, route for you. Uh, the other is called the Aslan Jump 5 route. So if you look, you see the Aslan Hirate down at the bottom yes. map, or Rimward. Um, I have my little, <laughs> whenever we play Traveler and we look at a map, I have my little, like, oh. compass rose to remind myself what is Coreward and what is Spinward and what is, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you see the big, the Aslan Hirate down Rimward or at the bottom of the map, and there's this little dotted line connecting it to the smaller yellow chunks kind of in the middle of the map. So that is the Aslan Jump 5 route. It connects the bulk of the Aslan Hirate to the Aslan Colonies. Um, this crossing requires that you have a Jump 5-capable ship, um, which is... So the top level of technology in Traveler is a Jump 6-capable ship. So to, in, to even traverse this route, you need to have a, like a very, very technologically very advanced. advanced ship. Um, but that said, uh, both of those crossings, the corridor and the, the, the jump five route are very profitable and lucrative for their governments because how else are you going to get ship stuff across the rift? Um, but then there was a third crossing. It's called the islands crossing. Uh, and actually there's another, uh, we have another map we can go to here. It's called the islands crossing. Um, so oh. we look at that one. This one is basically it. It's in the Reft sector, so it's right between the kind of bulk of the Imperium and the Spinward Marches. Um, and you'll see here there's a bunch of kind of small independent planets, independent systems, um, that they have been able to string together colonies and worlds and populated worlds that can route you between the two areas of the Imperium. Much more direct, much faster. Tricky, though, for the Imperium because they don't control any of these worlds. And, you know, it's the most direct route if you want to go from kind of kind of the capital systems to uh, the frontier. So you would just jump from each little like island planet settlement like you would use them as their your jump points. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of these uh, a lot of these plants are actually fairly populated. They're like they're oh. not they're not they're on. I mean, they're on the frontier, but they're and they're in the rift, but they're not particularly they're not totally, you know, abandoned. They're like. And yeah, like so you have you also have these stations, Riftspan Station and the Chandler Station, which allow you to do the islands crossing in a jump four capable ship. Or a ship that has enough fuel to make two consecutive jump two transits in a row. So Chandler Station and Riftspan Station, they're not orbiting stars, they're just like sitting out there in the middle of space. That's my yeah, that's my understanding. And the Riftspan station, I know, uh, they have a very, uh, it's, see so that both stations are, supplies are extremely expensive because they know they can basically, you know, break you over yeah. the coals when you, when you land there because you don't have any other option to refuel or to resupply. Um, yeah. and I also know they have it's a like very, a, it's like a $5 um, Coke at an airport. Exactly. <laughs> it is basically the, the, the traveler equivalent of an airport. Um, yeah. So, oh my, and I was my favorite detail of the islands crossing. I don't know if you can see it on this map, but there's a one of the worlds in there is called is a planet called Sturgeon's Law, which is 
my favorite. It's a theater, it's a theater hell world. Yeah, what a world. It's a hell world. <laughs> it's a hell world. It's got this fungus that eats all metal and plastics. Wait, it's, what? So they live underwater. What? Oh, Wait, wow. where is where is this? It's basically uh, you can't. It's not named on this part of the map, but basically, it's uh, it's near New Neubayern. Oh boy. Okay, so um, avoid uh, that one. It's not, on the, not on the route. Wait, Seth, are you telling me if you were to jump to that planet and try to land on it, your ship would be like, like eaten? Yeah, when it was when it was colonized, it looked all green, and they're all like, "Hell yeah!" And <laughs> all they had were like basically like hollowed out asteroids that just flew there for a generation. And when they were coming there, they were fortunate that they messed up and they crashed in the one ocean on the entire planet. And it's underwater. And it, like they kind of stuck their head out. They're like, oh, no, this fungus would absolutely kill us. Thank God we're underwater. <laughs> and <laughs> so there's this little underwater colony that's just... The rest of the planet is hell. So, wow. Yeah. Oh. Wow. This is what, what I planet? love about traveling, by the, the way. Is you, like, you can go to one of these books and you just you pull, you can pull a random world and it has a whole story to it. And it, they've just been building on this universe for years and years and years. For decades. Amazing. Decades. So cool. Yeah, like I had this map, like the big uh, imperial map, the one that the, the online map is based on with the, that design and everything. I had that like hanging up on my bedroom wall like when I was a kid for years and years and I would just like stare at like all these systems and everything, and people have been sort of filling in like information yeah. about all this stuff like for yeah, literally the, decades. That's one of the things I thought was really interesting about the map online is that you can pull it up and you can see everything like you can scroll in and pull out. And if you click on any one of the areas, you get sent to the traveler wiki, and you can see what like what like each area is known for, where it started, and and what languages are spoken in that yeah. area and like whether yeah. or not humans are allowed there <laughs> yeah like the government the atmosphere yeah. gravity you get your universal so. world profile which we yeah, now the, all know the, how to read UWP that's right that's right <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um when you so if I if you buy the the Great Rift box set from Mongoose that it's I'll show you I happen to have a copy right here um oh. you get all these physical Maps like these kind of fold out hex maps of the, of the sectors, and I I have a bunch of them. And I I started to lay them out all on my floor when Mira was at daycare one day. I just tried to like approximate the relative space between. The, I didn't have enough room in my apartment. Uh, it's <laughs> space is quite big. I, I it's huge. It's huge. Um, all right, so I want to, but let's go to let's let's talk about where you are. Uh, so if you pull up the Reft sector map, so this is actually one of the maps that comes with. The okay. that comes with that box, uh, you'll see. Uh, this is one of the. You know, it's great. You can. Oh, here's. You can see Sturgeon's Law on this map too. It's down. Uh, down in the islands. It's kind of right in the middle. Um, but we don't worry about that now. Um, so if you go second row down, and from the top of the map, and then third column over, you'll see uh, a subsector that has one planet, one world on there. Oh yes, it's got, it's this little it's this one world called Undralen. Uh So this is this sector. Uh, this is where you are. You're in this subsector. It's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and if you kind of kind of go rimward, trailing from Undralen, you'll find the hex uh, 2017. Kind of countdown. You can they're all numbered on this map. That <laughs> is where this the space station that you are on this ramshackle modular monstrosity 
rinky-dink thing that you've all been living on for the past four years, that's where you are. Wow. Uh, that's uh, really lonely. Yes. We're, yeah, we're, we're like at least five hexes from anything else. Yeah, so to give you some context, it would take a jump six ship to get you to the nearest system. So oh the God. highest, the, the most advanced the Millennium jump technology. Falcon. Yeah, like you would need the Millennium Falcon to take you to any, <laughs> anywhere. Wait, we can't jump to any of those island clusters, right? I mean, you could if you had a jump six ship, which a you ship, do not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let me give you a little history of the space station that you're on in this particular hex in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so originally, about 50 years ago, the space station called XR-1453-L, it was constructed as one of a series of three stations by a corporation called Cogent Systems, Inc. And the idea was they were going to be, kind of start to build another crossing for the, for the rift for the Imperium, an Imperium-controlled crossing. Uh, but the first, and they were going to sell it to the Imperium. Uh, but the first station uh, imploded before it even opened uh, due to shoddy construction. And the, uh, the third was never built. And then the Cogent Systems went, out, went bankrupt because of the resulting lawsuits. So you were on the second station, which did, was that what did survive and was built upon, and they fixed their, their, uh, their technical issues. Uh, the station was purchased uh, for pennies, pennies on the dollar, or pennies on the credit, from, by a mega corporation called Poltech. P-O-L-T-E-C-H. Uh, uh, and they converted it into a research station for comet activity in the area and also other any interesting astronomical phenomena. Uh, and staffs have been rotated in and out for the past 40 years. Uh, and comic activity over the past 40 years has declined significantly uh, to the point where basically you guys have all been on this station for four years and you've seen six comets total. Wow. It's been slow. Business has been slow out on uh, XR-1453L. But on the plus side, after all these years, after four years of serving on the station, you are all about to get rotated and go home. Huzzah! Um, huzzah! Uh, but you might notice I've be, I'm being a little vague about what happened in those four years, and that is because we're each going to roll an extra term of character creation so we find out. Okay. Uh, I know. I know. Obviously, I'm playing a little bit fast and loose with the bending the rules of character creation here, but I wanted to have a little fun with it. And I, you guys are all so you, you guys are also entertaining to me uh, when we do mm-hmm. this. So I, just for personal selfish reasons, I was like, let's just do this. Um, yeah. So the way we'll do the way we'll do this is um, you can continue your current careers, and we'll figure out a narrative reason why, or you could pick a new career. And if you don't qualify for that, you can just take the drifter career and the scavenger assignment as if you're just working kind of general maintenance staff on the station. Um, so, yeah. So I we talked a little bit pre-show about what you were going to do, what, what term you're going to do. Uh, so why don't we go around, do a little extra character creation, and then I'll introduce you to the fifth member of your staff, who is an cool. NPC that I rolled up. Uh, okay. and I, so would anyone like to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Great. So, Skid, what... What were you going to do? What is Pug going to do? What career? hmm. I think I'm going to stay in the army. This is an army assignment that I'm on. Like you're assigned for security, like the Poltec has arranged for army personnel, for a grunt to kind of (laughs) keep the station secure. Yeah, just someone, but muscle, muscle, just like just a a bouncer. Keep people in line. So you're already in the army, so you don't have to qualify. So roll survival. Okay, here I go. 
Ah, I can't do it. I have to come clean, Matthew. Yes. <laughs> I, I I misunderstood the assignment and I did all of this earlier. Skid. I was do? going to pretend Shame. to go through it as if I had, I was doing it for the first time live, but I, I just I can't bring myself to deceive you fine people out there. That's so, okay, Skid. That's what they say. But I'll, go, I'll walk through it as if as walk if I was through. doing it and then okay, so I did survive. It's right. not it's not hard. It's like I think it's an endurance like six or five plus, and I have a, a twelve endurance, so uh, right. that was easy. I survived. Um and then uh, I rolled on the. Then it's a what is a life event? Is that the or not or the? Uh, yeah, you gain an event. You gain an event. Gain an event. Um, so I got the uh, advanced training event. Okay. So uh, I took plus one to my uh, melee unarmed. Okay. Um, so, so maybe I on have, the station uh, you've just been like just I training think just yourself. Wor- I think he's just working out like he's in prison. Like he's he's just like lifting weights like constantly, oh and he, just he spars with everybody as they go through the hall. But we don't know he's coming. Just, 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 yeah, it's like just this like, armadillo just charges you as you're walking. walking it's like Kato and a pink panther. Yeah, um, Sparta, motherfucker. <laughs> um, so I did that, and then I rolled on the uh, personal betterment uh, track. Uh, for the the new the skill thing, uh-huh. uh huh. And I rolled a one on that, and I got strength plus one. Oh, because you've been lifting. Because I've been lifting, so I'm now I'm at maximum possible strength. I'm at fifteen strength. Oh my gosh! Okay, uh, which is so you're the swollest armadillo that ever was. Giant swole armadillo. Swoldillo. Um, swoldillo. Swoldillo. Yeah, swoldillo. And watch for it on Sci-Fi Channel. Um. And I did not get promoted again. I've only been promoted once uh, over the course wow. of my entire career. So I'm, I'm mustering out as a Lance Corporal. Okay. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, great. All right. All right. That's that's where Pug ended up. Yeah. Um, all right. It's, it's, it's because they get promoted. They're always like, okay, just final test. Don't you just zip your own fly. Why do you think Pug took this assignment? Do you think he took it to for like as like a Hail Mary to, to for advancement and then it didn't work? Or I, he, I want to I want to talk about this because I think it's like, have you, you ever known anyone who like lived in Alaska? Yes, actually. Yes. Anyone, if you talk to anyone who lived in Alaska, everyone who is in Alaska living there, they have a specific reason they're in Alaska. Like, no one is just, I just ended up here. My parents, like, everyone, <laughs> almost everyone says, like, there's a specific reason. And I'm not entirely sure, like, why he is here. Because given his career and everything, this is something I want to be, I want to think about. I'm not, I'm not sure. So, great. Maybe it'll come to you as we play. Like we'll we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, and if anyone has any ideas or anything, just, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> right in. Text. Right in. Right in. Yeah, call on. Um, hey, why the hell I'm here? <laughs> right. Why am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> why am I this armadillo here? Um, Alicia, do you want to go next? Do you want to roll? No, swans? but I will. Okay, <laughs> we can come back. <laughs> okay, so. Um, I don't know. So, as we know, you know, Swan had a really sort of rough beginning until she found the the, the foot, and she um, she ended up she actually found the foot while she was working for a company 
that sent her like and a bunch of other people on this dig but part of the contract for that you know she was a drifter part of the contract was that anything you find on the dig belongs to the company well swan found that foot and she knew what it was because her father was like a teacher or something and she so when she blew up with this finding and ended up making a lot of money and notoriety that company put two and two together in the timeline and they they really feel like that, you know, Swan stole something from them. So those are the enemies she just has sort of broiling underneath the surface. Uh, her father was always there there for her and supported her and went with her on the entire first leg of her Put Your Best Foot Forward book tour. When he passed away... <laughs> I have that in my notes. I saved that. Amazing. It was a very popular book tour. Um, when her father passed away, um, she was cleaning out his house and she found some of his writings. And Swan was excited. She's like, oh my God, it looks like he was in the beginnings of writing a children's book um, called, like, you know, Smile While You Still Have Teeth or something like that. And then as she was, but as she was reading. <laughs> Sounds like a threat, not a children's book. <laughs> Swan. Smile, Swan, you know what's good you, for you. Were you close with your father or did you fear him? always there for her. <laughs> she realized as she was reading that this wasn't actually a, a children's book. There was something in there that she thinks her father wanted her to find out. When they were young on a vacation in Star's End, they, you know, they, they lost Swan's mother. And by, by losing her, I mean that they actually lost her. They were in the middle of like a town square with a lot of people and they were like looking for souvenirs and she got lost and they never found her again. So they kind of, you know, it was just, it was just Swan and her father her whole life. She realized that in this book, the main character... Um, in the writings, the main character had to leave her loved ones to do something really honorable. And Swan's mother's name was Honora. So she feels like there is something her father was trying. So in this little, in his writings, this area that this station is located in was written about multiple times. So she, with all of her money and whatever else she has, she got herself put on this particular station because She's looking for something. But, you know, she has a background in science and biology and field research. So she's doing that while she's here. Um, you know, asteroids, I don't know, astrobiology, stuff like that. But on her in her downtime, she's she's searching. You know, maybe there's a clue huh. as to what you know, maybe her father knew more about what happened to her mother than he was admitting. So her search led her here, like to this remote in this, in this remote station. area. It's uh, funny because this subsector that you're in is called Lost Way. Oh. What? Wow. I swear, it's right from the book. Um, oh. All right. <laughs> Maybe we'll see during this, se- this, this we'll see. season why and what. Maybe we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm rolling cool. on the scholar. She's going to stay a scholar. So to roll, right. I roll 2d6 plus. Well, let's do your skills first. Let's do your, your skills and training. So do you want to okay. get. You could do so. You can roll on the field researcher, re, field researcher yeah, table, personal yeah. development, or service skills, or advanced education. I think. Um, let's do. Let's roll on uh, the service skills. Great. One D. Okay, four. Medic. Okay, so you get medic one. Okay. Well, we'll take that. 
All right, and now let's do survival. So for field researcher, it's going to be endurance six or higher. Oh boy, endurance. Why am I looking at the wrong one? Yeah, I have an eight, so I can do. So if yeah, so for an eight, it's yeah. plus it's plus zero. You just take the, res- the result of the die. Two oh, D. No. Let's see what happens. Oh no! Okay. Odds are you'll get it. <gasps> Eleven. Okay, yes. Great. Yay! All right, let's do an event for you. So roll roll two D again. Okay. Oh boy. Nine. Nine. You make a breakthrough in your field. Gain dice modifier plus two to your next advancement roll. Cool. So maybe in your own your own research while you're out here, you discover something. Oh, cool. Oh really? Okay, so I'm gonna have to think about this too because it's gonna yeah, have to it. go with her story. But yeah. she makes so she gained she gained DM plus two to my next advancement roll, so I can roll on the advanced education. Um so now you're going to roll advancement, so this will be an intellect six plus roll. So, okay. And you Zero. get pl- and you get plus two to on top of whatever mod- your intellect yeah. modifier already is. Okay. Mondays. Nine. Nailed it. Okay. Nailed so it. now you get an extra an extra skill roll. Okay. Oh, <laughs> the dice, the dice. Oh, yeah, these are your, <laughs> your your swan dice, swan dice, swan yes, dice. Eight. <laughs> oh, one one D for skills. So which? Oh, one D. Pick a table right. and then three. Do you want personal development, advanced education, service skills, or field researcher? Field researcher. Okay, you get navigation one. <gasps> navigation one. Let's yeah, I, I don't think anybody that. else Let's has navigation. It. Yeah. No. And that's great. Like if you are like going out into the void search for whatever it is you're, you're searching yeah. for that would be a yeah, skill that you would so yeah. true all right oh, so great. seems like it's been a pretty productive if lonely four years for swan yeah yeah all right i mean she's she's she i mean she has something she's looking for because she in her mind she has succeeded beyond what what she thought she and plus like her father lived to see her go from a disgraced sort of bottom feeder scavenger to having like her name draft and lights dodger. almost yeah, to make a draft dodger <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> I forgot about that and she almost got canceled for that but she you know came up she came up from that and proved that she was um you know some she was she was different and she grew so this particular yeah this particular um assignment has been interesting, especially with these three individuals. <laughs> yeah, you're this is very, very four, very or five because you haven't met my guy yet. But you're five yeah. very different people, uh, and it's weird yeah. too. Just it's five, so interesting right. having a celeb, like a celebrity, like yeah. in this like tiny group in this like remote station. Do you think you guys have read her book? Either I said of her books? canonically when we created characters because I wrote it down in my note. Willa Dean loves the book. Put your best foot forward. Book written by Swan Tenor. <laughs> I have a copy on board, and when we both arrived, I'm sure that Willa Dean was like, "Oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> four years, it. oh my god, oh my god." The audiobook, the actual book, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the notes. Yeah, and actually, hardcover. she has the audiobook. She has the audiobook. Yeah, I think I think Pug is a very slow reader, and. It, Probably he, he might like after she joined he might still after three years be working his way through it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, he's just lifting so much. Yeah, he's just like uh. he's really just focused on physical perfection. Oh. You see, the thing is, like Swan, I feel like she's been chasing that foot her entire life. Maybe this new. <laughs> <I forgot laughs> the... What's your best? Foot? 
<laughs> so <laughs> uh, All right. So uh, let's move to Arthur. So Seth, uh, what's what's been happening with Arthur these past four years? What career is he going to do? Okay, so uh, Arthur's been the the, basically the Sonic adept, Sonic scientist. So I figure he's actually been basically working at the Sonic Institute, which the the Imperium has too. So it's like with them, and he's finally leaving. And he can't put on his resume that he worked for a super secrets not supposed to exist institute. So he probably has his resume that he's been a chemistry professor at this junior college for the past <laughs> several years. Is this like fabricated history? But the Imperium can make up you know whatever it wants. Right? There's this junior college that literally only exists that every scion just happened to have graduated. Right. Sure. Uh, so oh, I love he's, that. He is, it he's only exists here. on paper. This whole junior college that so doesn't funny. even exist. That's just everyone. Who oh goes no! To and he's got the he's got the little you know shirts with it on there. And, you <laughs> know, he's got a hoodie. <laughs> yeah, he's got the hoodie. Uh, I, I named it you know, Norik. So NJC, that's where he went, and he is now he's basically fleeing the Imperium because he really just wants to be like a legit scientist because he actually wasn't that great of a scion. But because the the Imperium keeps keeps track of their psyods, he's kind of like, I just want to go somewhere where they're not watching me, and I'm not immediately going to be suspected every time shady stuff happens. Because like, well, there's a known psyod there, so he just wants to be a scientist and do science stuff that doesn't then pretend he worked at a junior college afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you going to do so the would, scholar career? Yes. I would like to qualify. All right. With my junior college uh, application. (laughs) Do you do scientist or field researcher? I'm scientist. Okay, great. Okay, so this is my second career. So I've got a minus one, and it's intellect, which I have a 12, so I have a plus two. Uh, It's going to be education. Well, that's survival. Wait, what's the qualify? Oh, no, intellect. Oh, yeah, you're right. No, it's intellect. Sorry, I'm reading the wrong. Yeah. You're right. So it's got a plus one total. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. 11. Congrats. Congrats, Arthur. You're a scientist. Congrats. All right. Now now I'm worried that they actually... I did too good. They're like, I bet the Imperium freaking did this to me. (laughs) 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 They maneuvered me into this. He questions all his accomplishments. (laughs) Um, All right. Skills and training. Which table are you going to roll on? Um, Let me go ahead and just go with scientist. Great. Five electronics. electronics. <laughs> you have three chances in the on the scientist table to roll science, and <laughs> you got electronics. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I learned something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, one thing I didn't learn at my junior college. I was going to say that's what the junior college was yeah, for. I already knew so much science. I, yeah. I wanted to. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and put that one under computers. Cool. Great. Probably for cheating. You used your computer to cheat on your tests. Okay. So you See, learned the computer really well. None of my, none of my accomplishments are legitimate. All right, let's do survival. So this will be an education four plus roll. Okay, I have a plus one under education. Oh, yeah, yeah, nine. Okay. Awesome. Uh, great. So you, uh, you survive. Let's do an event for you. See what happened on the station the past four years. 
eight. You have the opportunity to cheat in some fashion. I told you. Oh. Advancing your career oh in God. research by stealing another's work, <gasps> using an alien advice, uh, alien device, or taking a shortcut, and so forth. If you refuse, you gain nothing. If you accept, roll Deception 8+, plus or Admin 8+. plus. If you succeed, you gain DM plus 2. To anyone benefit roll, and may increase any one skill by one level, but also gain an enemy. Uh-oh. If you fail, wow. gain an enemy and lose one benefit roll. Could you imagine if you tried to steal Swan's research? <laughs> or my foot! You used your psionic abilities. Or my foot! Hands off my foot! What are you gonna do, uh, Arthur? Well, well, I have I have no deception. And I have admin zero. So <laughs> this would just be a straight roll. <laughs> straight admin oh, roll. Yeah, okay. um... Is that a minus three, or is that... No, but he, if he has zero, he can do it. He's, oh, yeah, he's trained, okay. so he's... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to do it. I, yeah. I, wanna be, I want to be a legit scientist. So I gain nothing. Okay. But, but maybe I would you like saw to roll now. To know what's one more in this great tapestry of lies that you've woven for yourself? That's I should have done it! You could have stolen the foot. It was at 11. I, that foot no, could have been mine. Really. But no, no, oh. Oh no. I, I basically like opened up a drawer. I was like, oh, Swan, is this yours? <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, you're like, I'm you plastic. Arthur. Arthur. Call me Arthur. Don't call me by my name. Um, the dog's okay. got your foot again. Uh, <laughs> you got it in your mouth. Get that! Drop it! Drop it! Look at my stop it! Drop it! Drop it! All right, let's do okay, advancement. So, uh, so this will okay. be intellect eight plus. Okay, so I get a plus two on this. Oh, oh hell yes! Oh yes! Boxcars! Yeah, boxcars! Well, if you roll a 12 on advancement, you're not allowed to muster out. You have to continue this career by the rules, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Oh, oh. So wow. you're, still, oh. you're still a scientist. You'll never stop being a scientist, Arthur. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> um, so you get, another, you get another skill roll on a table, and you also get promoted, uh, and you get science one, so you can pick a, a science... Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome. For, being, ...for getting to rank one. Okay, yeah, that's a great uh, role. If we're here chasing comets, would that wouldn't that be like cosmology? You, I mean, if you cosmos? want to go that way, we could also say you kind of were like doing your own research. If you wanted to choose a different specialty, um, yeah, cosmology would be the uni- the study of the universe and its, crea- its creation, um, which obviously a comet would play into. Astronomy, but all astro- astronomical phenomena, celestial phenomena. I'm going to go with cos- cos. Because, because, or did you say astronomy would be it? Uh, astronomy, astronomy, astronomy would be the comets. Uh, cosmology would be kind of like the origins of the universe. Mm. Okay, either one would would be either one's cool. Would fit. Okay, uh, and then I'll you know, you get another skill roll. Whew. Wow. Man, Killing it, cleaning up on this term. You were, yeah, you were just, you were complaining pre-show that we were the, because you had gone as a, no a sign, you have uh, no skills. <laughs> I will, I will attempt service skills this time. Great. Three? Di- diplomat. Diplomat. <laughs> I'm the only one oh. that can talk to the armadillo. 
<laughs> I'm representing the entire Varger species. Arthur propagate all of their algae, the algae cakes again. <laughs> all right, okay. This is turning out pretty well for for you guys. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Commander Willadine Faye Moxley, Sydney. What career is Willadine going to do? On the, for her time on the station. Uh, she's sticking with Navy. I think it makes the most sense. Um, I also think the reason why she's on the station, same, similar to Skid, uh, she was commissioned by, uh, uh, what was her name? Pull up? Pull up? Poltec. Poltec. Uh, by them through the Navy. And this is like the last thing that she has to do before she can re- like get her full retirement. Um, at Got least it. that's what she was telling her sweetheart but before you went to the the middle of the vest, yeah, and maybe he's Is she wondering, avoiding her sweetheart. Well, yeah, things were moving kind of fast, and maybe she's not ready. This is just like Strange New World. Is it? Yeah, there's something similar. There's something similar that happened. <gasps> yeah. Wow, I'm writing a sci-fi novel. Very cool. This is awesome. Yeah. I guess I'll just continue with my awesome storyline that I made up. Anyway. <laughs> Um, uh, okay. Well, so I created. Yeah, maybe you're like. I mean, you're fairly highly ranked. So maybe you're actually yeah. like put in charge of the station. Maybe they like they have a Poltec is contracted with the Navy to have some like a naval officer station run commander. The station. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're you've got to be the highest ranking person yeah. here. Ah, oh, this sure. is so cool. I mean, already you can. All right. So yeah, you were on the. I think you were on the flight career, um, the flight assignment, right? Yes. Let's just continue with that, so you don't have to change assignments. We'll just. We'll, yeah. 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 All right, so let's do skills. Um, cool. So pick a table. and I'm going to do... You know, I never did personal development. I did a bunch of other skills. I think I'm going to do personal development. Great. And I rolled a one. Strength, strength. plus one. <gasps> cool. You get so stronger. That brings my strength up to an 11. Man, you're, nice. you're, tough. you're pretty strong. And is right. 11 still just a 1 plus 1 modifier? Yes. Okay. 9 yeah. through 11, yes. I believe. Yeah, one yes. more would get you up to plus 2, I think. Rats, almost at 2. Okay. Almost. All right, uh, roll for survival. So for you, this would be dex 7 plus. Uh, okay, I think I'm going to get this. I do have a good dex, but She's calling you never her know. Shot. She's calling her shot, everybody. I rolled a 7 plus my 2. That's a 9. 9. Okay, awesome. great. Um, so you survive and you gain an event. So... Uh, See what happens. I love events. Events are fun. <laughs> I'm rolling my 2D. Okay. That, ooh. A seven. Life event. Ooh. All right. Roll again. Oh. <laughs> I also... Boy. Is it 2D still for life events? 2D still, yeah. All right. Let's... Hopefully it's something good. Uh, that is a nine. Travel. You move to another world, gain DM plus two to your next qualification roll. So, hey, for once this worked out for you. So, next cool. time... You, you've served your time in the Navy and you actually got, you get a great letter of recommendation and maybe you'll, whenever you choose your next career. That won't happen, but <laughs> cool. Well, maybe the travel is the travel out to the station. Yeah. Maybe that's what that oh, is. Oh, yeah. maybe, yeah. Okay. And they're yeah. like, you could go anywhere you want after you finish this. You can write your own ticket. Yeah, yeah. maybe they promised you, like, you'll, you'll get a, you'll get a promotion. Like, if maybe they, s- maybe they said I would get captain. Well, that's yeah. what you're going to roll for right now. So let's roll advancement to see if you make captain. Do I get that plus two to this? No, yeah. that's a qualification roll. So for your next career. 
Oh, rats. Oh, I thought it was a... Oh, shoot. Yeah. Poopy. Poopy on that, but maybe I'll get it anyway. <laughs> All right. So this is going to be uh, an education five plus. I rolled a six, which is great because my education is zero. Okay. All right. You Beautiful. are promoted to captain. <gasps> wow. Yay! Congratulations, captain. Captain. Woody captain. Faye Moxley. Captain. Okay. So you get... Um, what's your social standing right now? Uh, That's a good question. A, a one. What's the act, oh, what's the actual value? A nine. Oh, okay. So you, it's the same thing. You either get social standing ten or plus one, whichever is higher. So either way, you go up to ten. Cool. Um, and then you get an extra skill roll. Okay. And I can choose any table for that. Uh, you can choose personal development, uh, pilot or flight, service skills, advanced education, or officer. Yeah, let me do officer. Officer. Cool. And that's a five. Admin. You get admin one. Or if you already have admin, you go up to two. I get two, oh, which man. makes sense. I was just making awesome if captain. you got leadership. You got a lot more great. paperwork. And now yeah, I wish <laughs> leadership I wish I is leadership. a, a yeah. So you can still you guys can still roll it if you ever get into combat, which I'm sure you'll never you never you never get that. <laughs> I, um, I can't get over the fact that, that you two have been workout partners with you at the Dillo. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Instead, of, oh God, instead of adding weights, you just increase the gravity. Yes. <laughs> right. Tiny weights and you're just like, yeah. it's, just, it's just a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. Oh, also, I have leadership one, Skid. Oh, great. Okay, that's that's awesome. That, that, the benefits to that can be massive in combat. So, so at the, at when we roll initiative in any combat, you will roll, you can roll a free leadership check at the top of the combat, and the effect of your of your roll um, is the number of uh, boons you can hand out to your allies. Wow, boon, boon is an extra yeah. d six you roll, and you drop the lowest one. That um, is cool. Yeah. So you roll you ran a tight station. So despite its rinky dink backwater. <laughs> falling apart status okay, you were okay. able to kind of keep it together maybe she was used to it she comes from a small you know small family in a water world and didn't didn't really know much about the big space and didn't know the naval was the space thought that was the ships on the world that I'm from so I've learned so much in these 34 oh now I'm older though yeah, that's. I was going to say, we all have to do one thing, which I think you are all above 34 years old, so you all have to roll yeah. on the aging table. So now so I'm gonna, 38. You're going to roll 2D, and you uh, and you sub, you use and you subtract your number of terms from the roll. Oh. So I believe this is your fifth term. It's my all fifth. Of yeah. So you, minus five. And you want low. You want low is good. Or high, high, is high, good. high is good. I got a negative one. Negative one? Oh, okay. Oh, dear. So you have to reduce your reduce two physical characteristics by one. Wait, like my strength, my dexterity, or S- strength, dex, or endurance? With your, no, the one well, that you got space the osteoporosis. Yeah, but you can take drugs. Yeah, you, just the number, not the modifier, right? Just the number, yeah. The number. But that could affect yeah. your modifier. So go with one that won't affect the modifier. Shoot, I have to do two of those. Yeah, this sucks. You can take drugs. <laughs> Part of it. I want to. I want to take drugs. Did anybody else uh, get a negative number on your uh, your aging roll? The aging roll is two d six, right? Two d six minus five. Minus five. Minus, I, minus what? Five. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, I did. What'd you get? A five. Oh, so so zero. 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 
Yeah. Oh, okay. oh no, 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 no. That's, that's one reduce, one characteristic by one, one characteristic. One. By yeah. One. All right. Ugh. How'd you how'd the how'd the Dillo do? Good. Uh, I got I rolled really high. Um, okay. So so taste. Pug is good. How'd Arthur do? I rolled well. I came to a one. Oh great! Oh great! Awesome! <laughs> no effect. All right, and there's one uh, more. Person otherwise, I was about to use my chemistry to start making anti-aging drugs in the lab. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but I can sell this to the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to break bad out here. <laughs> um, so there is one more person on this colony with you. Or this colony, this station with you. Who is uh, he is a young man named Marley Krog. He's a human. Uh, he is the NPC that I rolled up because I rolled. I decided for all NPCs in this, this season I was going to roll them up, roll them character creation-wise instead of just building their stat blocks. Um, so I'll tell you a little bit about where he comes from. He grew up on a mining colony. There weren't a lot of people around, and everyone had to pitch in on everything. Uh, and he idolized the colony's doctor. Like he would just idolize him. He tried to like just show up and do whatever he could for this guy. And he decided to try and, and go to college, except he failed the entrance exam. So he then, he just stayed on the colony and decided to work as a colonist, uh, except he, uh, the, his event was a disaster, uh, on a, literally a disaster on the mishap, t- and he ran to the mishap table, <laughs> and his, he was harassed, and his life was ruined by a criminal gang. So he gained the gang as an enemy and had to flee. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so he basically, like, said goodbye to the only place he'd ever known and went out and tried to get into college again. So, and this time... Uh, he was with maybe with the motivation of the gang he wanted to kill him he was able to pass the entrance exam and he, even with the minus one and he got to go to school however while he was there he uh, he rubbed his tutor the wrong way and had to he had to work hard to overturn the tutor's uh, you know assumptions about him um, and he, uh, he 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 rolled a natural 12 and so he gained oh. medic two so he, he he jumped up to medic two and was you know, he was he was he was on his way to becoming a doctor, but he gained the tutor's arrival, and the tutor eventually sabotaged him because he failed to graduate college. Wow! Wow! So this guy is really smart and should be a doctor, but he has like a punching face. He has a he has a resting <laughs> punching face. Yeah, he has an intel- yeah. intellect of eleven and an education of ten. Um, so yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna try to qualify for the worker career under uh, the citizen career with the worker assignment. Uh, so let's wait, see. So he's just going to show up as our janitor? <laughs> no, wait a minute. He's going to be a janitor. He's like goodwill hunting. He's got all the secret doctor. skills. Yeah, and then as soon as someone gets hurt, he's like, I'm a doctor. We're like, you are the janitor. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to throw down his mop and like he, he, set a splint. He, he, yeah, he pulls off his like janitor smock and there's actually like the white lab coat underneath. <laughs> Pens in the pocket. He's ready to go. Okay, so the he rolled. He rolled on personal development and got a one. So he, he's going to get a plus one to education. Good, nice. Yeah. He's kind of um, like uh, Charles Dance's character in Alien Three, uh, who's like kind. Of, I mean, he, he's like he lost his sort of license for different reasons, but it's yes, yeah. You know, at this remote station, like a, a non doctor mm. doctor who's actually pretty good. Um. Yeah, okay, let's see if he, how he does on survival. So this will be endurance 4+. plus. He has only got a 7 in endurance, so we'll see what happens. Okay, and he gets it with a 10. Um, so let's see what he's been up to. <laughs> you rise to a position of power in your colony or corporation. You are automatically promoted. Uh, wow. To what? 
So maybe, well, also, okay, I actually know how we'll deal with this, but you don't, this hasn't happened yet, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, he advances, uh, and let's see what he gets on skills. He's going to get jack-of-all-trades. Oh, he already jack of senior janitor to senior janitor. Oh. There's only one janitor. <laughs> so he's, he's jack-of-all-trades one, which is going to be huge. He'll be a That's great resource huge. for you guys. That's uh, huge. And let's see if he gets anything, nothing from the promotion. That's the and best, like, perfect skill for an NPC. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Jack OT. Okay, yeah, so he's uh, Jack of all trades, and I'm just going to save this file. Okay. All right. Okay. So that, those have been, those are the folks that are on the station. All of you, plus my guy, Marley Krog. Uh, what, and all, it's been a crazy four years, but you're about to rotate out and go home. We'll have to find out what happens after this break. Okay, and we're back. I forgot to mention one key fact, which is that uh, this station, which uh, has a name, a name you don't refer to it as XR fourteen fifty three dash L. You know, in everyday conversation, it's got a kind of colloquial name that's been passed down. It's called the bucket. The bucket. <laughs> the bucket sounds luxurious. Aptly named. Aptly named. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so when we find you all, let's let's get into this. Uh, it is your final night, your final scheduled night on the bucket. You've been Whoa. here for four years, uh, and the way it's worked, the way it worked when you were a new crew, is the new crew will, will is scheduled to arrive in the morning, and you'll spend a few days. So it's not really technically your last night. You'll spend a couple of days overlapping while they to- take over the responsibilities. You show them, you know, show them the ropes, uh, and then so it's just the the five of us on this whole station just the five of us on this whole station wow wow we are sick of each other yeah, yeah you really this are. is like sydney's <laughs> nightmare scenario it was funny when you were saying that i was like boy you would hate this story um well it depends on the people that you're with i mean i'm sure we all get along really well and nothing bad is ever going to happen to us <laughs> i mean it could have just gone really disastrously <laughs> yeah. um yeah, so um, I should tell you your station resources. You've got a computer. You've got sen- you know computer systems. You've got sensors, a thrust one capable launch. It's, I, it's old. It's rink. It's as the most uh, you'd be you'd be. It would be a risk to put your life in the hands of that launch. But it's the idea is if you ever had to go out to like go investigate a comet or something. Uh, there's a science lab, a med bay, a light weapons locker, and of course the algae beds on which you've been feeding, you've been eating for the past four years. Um, that and of course the standard issue pudding, uh, pudding dispensers that are in our the in our vats. Yeah, the pudding vats. Oh my god! <laughs> forgot our, about the pudding. I forgot about the pudding. <laughs> Sydney, are you eating pudding right now? I wish this is just Earth ice cream. <laughs> oh, I thought what? It was... What are you eating? Ice cream. Regular ice old cream? Earth ice cream. Oh, Earth ice. Oh. I wish I was having space pudding. Um, well, okay. Well, what are you? Do- what are you all doing? It's the night before. Where are you? At? What are you guys doing? Eating space. Are we, like, <laughs> are we yeah. just like sitting around? I guess for our last meal together, mm. like alien, just sitting around, like just you know, looking at each other. Like I guess, I guess, I, I guess this this is it. Um, what do you guys have, have planned next? From here. <sighs> So you guys are really dumb with each other. So, so, so Matthew, I did really good on my promotion. Am I, am I leaving, or did I get told that I'm going to be stuck here again? (laughs) Well, you'll receive your, you'll receive your instructions, presumably from the new 
uh, okay. from the new crew. They'll hand they they hand off their you know you'll get um, where the way it works when you rotated on is you were handed a data pad that had you authenticated it on decrypted and then it had your instructions for what okay. they were the instructions for the next, for the previous crew. Oh, okay. So you could um, be going home. You could be you could be going on to the next job. I actually I'm going to do a vacation. Oh. I'm going to go to a planet with grass and trees, and I'm going to eat nut pudding. <laughs> or, Man. I would recommend Star's End if you really just want to lose yourself there. Star's End. <laughs> um, Willa Dean is very used to eating algae cakes. It was also like a very popular food on her planet. They ate a lot of sea algae, sea cucumber, a lot of fish. It was a lot of plants, though. And she secretly brought this spice that comes from like a coral on her home planet. And she was saving it for your last night. And it's like a shave. You like shave the coral down and you crush it up and it becomes almost like cayenne pepper or something. And oh, she awesome. spices up the algae cakes. Well, I didn't know if I would ever use this. I thought four years would never end. But I feel lucky to have been in charge of this station and the three, four. Sorry, Marley, you're so quiet. Four of y'all. Hi. Well. What does he sound like? What does Marley Marley's sound like? Marley's like emptying like? the trash. Like, well. <laughs> yeah, Marley is like, he's like cleaning up. <laughs> He's cleaning up for dinner, cleaning up the dishes while you're giving your speech. Marley, put the <laughs> oh, dishes down. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's not an order. Just put the dishes down. No, come no, over. Yes, yes, ma'am. You don't have that boy. <laughs> <sighs> well, anyway, uh, enjoy. It's a little spicy. Hopefully, your stomachs can handle it after we've had this bland, uh, this bland algae cakes for this long. But um, I just wanted to say thank y'all. It's been a pleasure. Can it's I been say a pleasure something? being at your service? What was that, Marley? I I just wanted to echo. Um, it's it's been really been like a gift getting to spend these past four years with you all. And thank you. Okay, I'll go back to cleaning up. Marley, you can you can stay. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, I, uh. you've been you've made the best breakfasts, luncheons, and dinners for the past four years. It's just just yeah. algae cakes and pudding. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it was an acquired taste, but I I've, I've grown to fall in love. I mean, at first they, they had a really fishy sort of flavor, but sorry, uh, sorry, grown up, <laughs> it's grown on me. I'm, thank you. But All of a sudden, you guys hear this <laughs> noise, and you guys know it's the chirper that Swan has on in the station base because when she was out on one of her recreational just sort of missions, she came across a weird creature that was, I guess, indigenous to this area. And it was a baby, but she didn't know what it was. It seemed like it was by itself, so she brought it back to the Are station. Are you referring to this? And now it's this? a little bit. <laughs> oh, they're like a sentient, yes. they're a sentient species. They're like, yeah, they're like... <laughs> Should be like stealing someone's child. It's just like, oh, I found this Bulgarian and I'm raising him <laughs> in a <Bulgarian>. nest. It was in a crib. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not a chirper then. Maybe like some sort of like 
creature. A small <laughs> creature. Wait, how big is it? I thought it was like a meter, right? No, half a meter is a baby. It's as sentient. Ba- it's, yeah, there's, yeah, <laughs> it is, you're kidnapping, basically. <laughs> you're kidnapped. <laughs> I discovered someone's kid, basically. Yeah, this is you, my great discovery. An unaccompanied minor. You kidnapped an unaccompanied minor and took him into the most remote space station for four years. What are you going to do with hero, him, you guys? You show back up having yeah. rescued it. It's got to be a something different because the captain would not allow that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and this is like chirpers are back. They're in the original, like old, like the the mark the G G D W version of the game. Like this is something that goes back to the roots of Traveler. These creatures. So. Whoa! Let's yeah, say you find some sort of some sort of creature that's not sentient that won't grow up to be a humanoid, <laughs> a guinea pig. Do you want to name it Chirper? <laughs> oh, you know what? Not um, human. All right, I'll try to find something else. But there is okay. basically what she discovered was an un, an undiscovered like little species of some sort. I will find one that fits and doesn't and can't talk back and all that stuff. <laughs> yes, <laughs> won't, won't talk back. Whose parents don't, don't call the police when they don't, don't show up for four days? Back. <laughs> um, all right, we'll find a species Whose for parents you. Parents won't call the police. Oh my god. Um, Okay, so yeah, never, so you, never a you, dull moment on this ship. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so you have this. You have this last dinner. Willa Dean spices it up a little bit, and mm. you all head off to bed. And then you're packing your stuff, I imagine. Um, and then the next morning, uh, I think all of you, kind of sipping your coffee and eating your breakfast pudding, you kind of meander, meander your way to the control room and you're kind of like, you didn't all expect to see each other there, but everyone's there to kind of wait for the, uh, there's nothing to do. It's like when you've turned in your notice at your job and like you're, you're like, oh, I'm oh we got senioritis. We've all got senioritis. The longest two weeks. I always, I always, yeah. like, this is the best two Short, weeks man. imaginable because I get more notice than two weeks and I quit jobs I quit, but it's always like, oh, well, someone else has to learn how to do my job. So at this point I'm doing I'm just like backing them up and mm. hanging out and getting paid. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, and everyone's like, "Oh, we'll miss you," and you're like, "Sure, you will." Uh, but that's nice of you to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. And so you're sitting in the control room and you're all watching the lidar, kind of making awkward chit chat. Nothing <laughs> awkward at this point. <laughs> at this point, we're like, you know, well, an hour yeah. goes by, another yeah. hour, another hour. They're late. What time are they supposed to arrive? They're supposed to arrive. Jump isn't exact. Three. What time is it now? Oh, that's a good point, Arthur. That's a good point. Jump isn't isn't exact. Okay. Uh, Well, I mean, they would have... uh, We should just wait. We should just wait. So you all go about your business. Dawdle. Lift, pump some iron, I guess. I'm, for those iron. Of you. Yeah. I'm taking care of my little uh, hopping lizard, uh, Buzz. Is, is that d- mine? Does everybody have a Do pet? No, have I have my own pets. Pet. Stay out of my you room. My I think I have a salamander. I talked to. Well, it's sort of like a salamander. Arthur has a salamander. You, we, uh, you gotta have a pet. You're here this long. You all basically brought pets. See, I sent you all some questions to ask, and basically all of you had secret pets. Yeah. I didn't bring a pet. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> They're secret. Well, a, you'll never find out. The, the commander is the only one Except without a pet. For, yeah. I, think, I think the captain finds out you all have pets at this very moment. Oh. Did uh. all of you bring an animal onto the station? 
Well, yeah. Uh, what do you mean? Can you define bring? Why didn't you tell me sooner? <laughs> They're so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's, so she's, a fun the day, uh, she's a fun captain. She's a fun captain. Well, commander. Commander. I'm sorry. <laughs> you spend the day playing with uh, the equivalent of space puppies and lizards. Uh, and the dinner time rolls around. Still no ship. Eat your algae cakes. Go to bed. Eventually, like, all none of you can sleep. You wake up the next morning. Basically, let's fast forward. Uh, it's a full eight days oh before oh. you're some, who, who do you think is in the control? You think it's after after eight days? You think it's uh, what, are, what are you starting to think? Like you think, think they you're forgot? Like, no. I- Does anyone else have sensors, or is it just Arthur? I don't. I think you're the only one that has it. Arthur's probably at the control room, and he is probably checking that sensor monitor. Weirdly, he'd be like, refresh, refresh, refresh. <laughs> it doesn't have a refresh button. You just made a button that says refresh. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> it makes you feel better. <laughs> um, right, give, me, give me an electronic sensors roll. Oh. Uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay. So on day eight... At this point, you've all basically, maybe you're all starting to, like, you're, you don't really want to, you're worried that you, you've been forgotten, but you know that there's some variability in jumps, but eight days is a lot. That's um, a lot. That's a whole jump cycle. It's a yeah. whole so, jump cycle. Yeah. And, but Arthur is sitting there. He He's refusing to give up hope. He hits the refresh button, hits the refresh button. And yes, <laughs> you see a new contact on LiDAR. Oh. So, oddly, it does not have a transponder code associated with Poltec. Uh, well, he is still going to get on the intercom, like Janine from Ghostbusters. We got one! <laughs> we got one! <laughs> hit the refresh button. <laughs> I spin around in my chair because I'm in the room. <laughs> <laughs> With somebody else's pet in your arms. All the pets. <laughs> uh, do you all make your way to the control room? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think um, I think Swan's probably already in there because she is calm, so she just sort of <laughs> we all are like what? Swan spins her chair around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I'd I'd like to check it out with sensors. Hail them! Uh, hail them! So, well, Swan's hailer. I'm I'm checker. All right, yeah, check, check them. Okay. Check them and then get ready to hail. And then what are you doing, Pug? Uh. Pug is like he's coming from his quarters. He's just like he moves like pretty ponderously. He's just like boom, 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 boom. He's just like I'm coming. All right, well, he's just all right. Making his way through just to the keep, station. Keep coming. I'm hustling. Right. Hustle. Pug. <laughs> Marley, where <laughs> are you? Mar- Marley's like Marley spins around in his chair. And he's like, hi, I've been here the whole time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he can't get through the door because his he's lats a are so creepy big. Kid. Sorry, sorry. I just thought we were waiting. I thought everyone was waiting here. I just didn't want to be apart from the group. Creepy. Uh, um, okay. Uh, yeah. So if you scan, um, if you, you scan, you see it's a freighter. So um, we'll go to an image of the a Reach freighter. So Reach, Reach freighter, freighter is Ooh. a cheap, easily maintained ship uh, built from commercial off the shelf off the shelf parts. Cos, uh, and it is a big, ugly lumbering thing. And this particular how many tons? Uh, I will tell you that. When I pull up the particular book, 
under I, which I can count eight turrets, so it's at least eight hundred. Yeah, that's, that's a, a oh. that's a big ship. This that's partic- like less than a capital ship. But. It is a big ship. This particular um, this particular reach does not have the turrets. It's been they did not spring for the turrets. Um, I'll find it in just a minute how, what its actual measurement uh, is. So it's the LX um, model, not the EX. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this thing is ugly. Like it's um, there's a whole extra modular cargo container, like the one that's on the side here, on top, like wedged on top, welded on. Maybe it's not particularly you know aerodynamically welded on. And there are these kind of at ran- almost at random affixed to the hull. There are these like fuel containers stuck on like barnacles on a whale. Uh, it oh, is. Oh wow! It's it's. This it seems like if this were to, uh, it would not win any beauty contest. And the bucket but is. But this not is a, like an ultra long uh, range. It's built for like ultra long range with all the like extra fuel and stuff. Maybe it. You would. You would. That would be a reasonable assumption. Yeah. Um, I see. I thought it was just full of pudding to replenish the vats. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> that's, that's, that's three years after three years. Like maybe that a spatula is getting the last of it out of the tank. <laughs> <laughs> A reach freighter is fourth. It would be four thousand tons in its unmodified oh. form. Oh wow, that's a big ship. Yeah, it's, it's ugly. A, it's a big ugly ship. ship. Oh yeah, it's ugly. Um, it, if this and, is our uh, trip out of here, it's the most beautiful ship. That's oh yeah, true. I mean, I'm sure it looks gorgeous. Eight days late. You're. I'm sure you're all like. <gasps> yeah. um, do you want to hail them? In yes. before we hail them, in what? my experience, in you know the naval academy, what kind of ship would this be? Like, I understand it's used for, like, you know, a lot of different stuff, but does anything stick out to me where I would be trepidatious about hailing them? Like, no no numbers on the side? Like, nothing? Like, something strange? The thing that's strange is that you would expect it to be on a a Poltec Jump 6 ship that they specifically have for this purpose, and this seems to have an independent transponder code. Okay. Um, Hail them. Hail. All right. <clears throat> um, this is uh, Dr. Lieutenant Swan Tenor um, at XR1415-L uh, the bucket and uh, we've been waiting for you for eight days are you here to retrieve us and bring us to our next uh, location or basically back home uh, send tweet <laughs> that's our sign off no that is the send bucket sign off yeah. send tweet yep. that doesn't exist anymore it's archaic at this point so yes. <laughs> we can we're about to find out like oh it's gone dang oh, wait <laughs> they call it what now they what are they calling who owns it Oh, oh, no. oh, why? Why? It's ruining uh, Matthew, it. I'd like to do a, 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 a just basically a sensor scan of it. I just want to go more about it. Great. Uh, give me give me a sensor check. Well, um, um, <laughs> hold on. What? Oh no, it's still a ten. Okay, I was, okay. I was like seven. Oh, oh no, ten. Yeah. Okay. So what you can see, this has this ship has no weapons. Uh, as you see in the as you can see in the uh, the image, there's quite a few hard points, but this one has no weapons. It's got that extra that extra vessel. Um, the jump drive signature you're reading from this is not jump six. It seems significantly less than that. Um, and you, if you were to let's see, with a, an eleven, I'll say ooh, yeah. Uh, you you don't detect any kind of strange. Um, Cargo or anything like that. Everything, nothing out of the ordinary. 
in terms of life forms, there are. Um, let me just count because I can't remember how many people. Uh, four. There are four life forms on there, um, which wow. would strike you as strange uh, because a ship this big usually would need to be crewed by um, dozens. Yeah, a lot more. <laughs> a lot more than four. Yeah. Um, um, sorry. Would, would, does, would the life detectors detect anybody that's maybe in cold sleep? Uh, you don't see, you don't detect anybody in cold sleep. Okay. Do they respond um, okay. back to the hail? Uh, in fact, someone does, a voice crackles through and Station XR-1453L. Sorry we're de- we were delayed. This is the Warbler. How are things out here be on God's back? I this love is- this man. <laughs> I want to know everything about this captain. Yeah, please tell tell us your deal. Uh, ask ask them. Uh, why am I doing Australian? That man Actually, made me. Yeah. <laughs> that man made me change my accent with his grovelly, weird things. Beautiful it's space voice. madness. Ah! It's the late late stage space madness. Uh, <laughs> ask him uh, why I'm he's going to actually patch you through to our ship's <laughs> captain. <laughs> She's going to like gesture to Captain uh, Willardine and say. <laughs> They, they're responding back. They said they're the Warbler. Warbler? Would I know the Warbler? Is that a thing I know? No. It's, it's a it's a tiny bird. Oh, thank on you. Earth. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, I hit I hit it back. Your, your knowledge check. This is a <laughs> this is a Commander uh, Moxley of the XR fourteen fifty three L. What was your delay, and how many people do you have aboard? Uh, four four souls aboard, including me. Sorry for the delay again. We're not a jump six technological. You can see. I'm sure you can see out your out your window. We're not exactly. Uh, we're not exactly the prettiest ship in the fleet, but we'll get you there. We are your rival. Me. I, I oh. contact again. Uh, they're being honest about how. I was curious if he would lie about how many people were on the ship. Why would I lie? I'm not. I, the communication was closed when oh, I did that. A little, Excuse me. a little lift sign lights up in the front window. <laughs> <laughs> or you're right. This is, this is a man. This is a man driving up in a beat up van and offering us candy, and we're desperate for candy. Yeah. Yes. You're, it's just like when Skid and I were stuck uh, in a parking lot of a mall outside Milwaukee, and that like. Midnight after seeing that movie. What, what movie was it? What, what everything everywhere all at once. Oh, that's uh, right. Because oh, there was no Uber. It took them forever. <laughs> they were nowhere sh- at all, never at all. And it took them like thirty minutes to get there and we were just standing there and then this and this person drove up and it was not it was like it was like this guy named Jason or something was on on lift and then somebody else drove up in the car and like, Oh I'm, hey, I'm Jason's girlfriend. Uh I'm ri- I'm doing his I'm doing this ride for him tonight, and we were like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was super sketchy, but it was so late. Just, it just, just put these bags on your head. It'll be a quick <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the comms crackle. It's like we've come a very long way, and uh, might we dock? I'm treating transmitting my docking authorization now. And uh, yeah, code comes through. You run it through the system. It's authentic. I turn to the crew. We'll let him dock, but something strange. And if there's only four people aboard, that's not even enough to man this station. So I have a feeling 
there's just more. There's more to be told. Perhaps, perhaps uh, something, something bad happened on their way here. Uh, but we should let them dock uh, and figure it out face to face. Wait a minute. Do you think there's funny business, Commander? No, I don't. I don't necessarily think there's any funny business, Pug. I'm simply questioning the choices made by Poltec in this situation to send an unmarked ship, uh, completely unmanned. It does seem out of the ordinary. Um, and it calls for some precautions. I will have my Goss pistol, my Goss rifle, my laser rifle, my katana, and most other weapons <laughs> at the ready. Oh my god, Jesus. <laughs> oh, okay. What? And I wouldn't leave yours unsupervised when we invite yeah. them. Yeah, I'll Captain. be right back. Boom, boom, boom. And he's going to go I, back to his look, quarters and get armed I up. I told you to keep You're it meeting on with your... an arsenal and a sword? I was going to have a salamander in a bag and a suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur, that's your prerogative. My job is to keep y'all safe, and uh, we'll be ready to go. We'll be getting off this station. I'm sure of it. Um. Okay. All right. So, uh, Pug goes back to his quarters to get armored up. Uh, Willadine brings her arsenal to the airlock and all of you all, Marley, maybe Marley is like carrying your guns for you behind you. He's like, he's got his bag, his, his duffel bag on his shoulders, but he's carrying your guns for you. Um, and you wait at the airlock. You all, and Pug comes back. What are you carrying, Pug? Are you? Pug is in tech level 11. Um, hazard back suit oh my gosh uh and he has a super modded shotgun uh like slung on his hip and a gigantic uh full uh machine gun uh that he has like slung over his back with a backpack uh uh, magazine mouth love it all right um you you got the minigun from predator yeah yeah i always love that movie (laughs) Ancient, the ancient Terran Hall film Predators. I ain't got time to bleed and so on. <laughs> All right, so you're all waiting at the the air the airlock. <laughs> yeah, you hit the button. Uh, Willadine hits the button. Airlock hisses open, and <laughs> you guys are looking like you're about to board their ship and <laughs> take it over. But four figures are standing there uh, before you see a human male in his fifties. Uh, with grizzled salt and pepper hair slicked back, uh, stubble over his face. Uh, you see another human male in his late 20s with shortly cropped blonde hair, kind of a crew cut, and a thick, rangy beard down, like all the way down to his clavicle. Uh, a short, uh, bipedal lizard like figure in a caftan with a coppery orange oh. pattern across her skin. Is it a droin? Uh, would, you, would any of you like to roll education or social to identify? I- I would love to roll education. I can roll education. Go ahead. Eight, seven. Uh, nine. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Swan, you recognize this figure as a BWAP. Spe- spell that? Oh, BWAP. 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 So we can put up an Im- put up an image of some BWAP on the, on the screen here. Um, Whoa. Oh uh, Salamanders. Yeah. Yeah, so with uh, the you, with an eleven education, you know that uh, the yeah. Blap are uh, a lizard-like race. Um, they are uh, they, sentient. They're sentient. Yeah. Oh, very sentient. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't, you can't take it back to your room. Can't take it back to your room. Aquarium. I return um, the, the child. <laughs> 
they you know that they they prefer very uh, uh, muggy, humid climates. Like they don't they don't do well in kind of arid destinations. Okay. In fact, even on spacecraft, they usually keep things you know extremely Waste. humid. Um, you also know that. Uh, well, roll me. Give me a social standing roll, uh, Swan. Me? Oh, gosh. Yeah. I have a zero in social, so I don't know what to tell you. I may just spit at them. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's bad. Eleven. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's great. So, with that roll, you know that uh, the Blaps are compulsive organizers, and those who are unfamiliar with Blaps can find their attempts to bring order to uh, order to the universe uh, a bit tedious. Uh, mechanically, all interactions with WAPs take additional time. You have to you move them up a up a scale on the uh, of the t- on the timetable, um, and they're also it also makes them um, excellent business folk, generally speaking. Oh. Um, Swan um, tells the rest of the crew all this information, and she definitely looks to see if Marley finished cleaning the kitchen because she knew that they like they did, <laughs> that the WAPs like things tediously clean, and she noted that Marley did, did do a good job. You also know that the, there's a very extremely complicated, lengthy greeting ritual um, the Blaps do with each other, and maybe you even know some of it. Um, I will let you, if you wish to try that greeting, I'll let you roll for it. A greeting? Yeah. It's, oh, it's I- Byzantine. It involves like uh, an acknowledgement of their color patterning, uh, color patterning, and their, you know, it's, it's highly formalized. But if you want to try to roll for it, you can roll social standing. Um, yeah, I yeah. do. Only okay. because, I mean... Whap them up. What'd you say? Whap them up. Whap them up. Whap. They, they speak whap. Um, oh, my God. Swan does have a language. She's language one. Can I use it? Um, give me... Uh, let's do social. I mean, you know what? I'll okay. let you roll language, but, but use your social standing modifier. Got it. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, you do not, you, you step forward and you begin the greeting and you try to do it in the BWAP language, but you're, you're not quite, you didn't quite get it. Um, but the, the, the BWAP lowers her lizard head in a, in a nod and says, thank you for trying to communicate and green and in, in the BWAP reading, greeting ritual. I appreciate the effort. Um, <laughs> what I did am- she really say to them? <laughs> <laughs> you just got you got the order wrong. You didn't do the correct steps. Oh, and there's one other figure, by the way. I'll continue this role play. Uh, there is a in a ratty and stained coverall, a Varger female, uh, oh. probably in her 30s, and you see uh, peeking out Classic. from beneath the coverall. Uh, her skin is heavily tattooed. Um, she's also looking quite tired. Uh, but the the blap steps forward. Is like, oh, so good to meet you. Um, I let me introduce myself. My name is Trey Nethweb Trotto Kakawa of the Neo Beskabob Bob Clan. You can call me Trey. 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 Uh, and then the uh, the older man uh, steps forward and says, uh, "Yes, thank you, Trey. Uh, my name is Captain Hiram Jacks. It's uh, lovely to meet you all. What?" In the hell are you doing out here? You um, should already know what we're doing out here. Yeah, yeah, I think we could ask the same question of you. 
We're just uh, boat haulers. We picked up this contract. Sometimes we pick up passengers as a way to, you know, supplement our income on a, on a journey. Uh, we had a, we got this one from Poltech. Came in kind of last minute, and our ships only jump three, so we had to make it work. We we uh, we do the islands crossing mostly, but uh, we we went out of our way to get you all, and I hope uh, I hope this will suffice. And he pulls out a data pad. And I he, will uh, uh, take a look at that, and I hand it to. Arthur. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do I need uh, to do anything? Just you turn it on. Uh, I, finger. You have computers, right? Face recognition. I yeah. break it in half. Well, <laughs> guess we'll never know. Push, push the, push the button. Huh? Oh. <laughs> my, uh, uh, my dear compatriot Arthur will do this for me. <laughs> Um, guys, oh yeah. guys, Commander Moxley uh, has a really hard time reading, and it's not a joke. She has like dyslexia and learning disabilities, and she oh. has a really hard time reading. And she she made it through school. She mm. understands the words she needs to know, but when it comes mm. to new things, she gets very flustered and it, like can't public speak, can't read in public. Like very very difficult time with reading. So wow. she has you guys read a lot for her. Okay. Um, the perfect is, captain. Yeah. She's got really good leadership, though, and she's beloved for her honesty and her, uh, like, faithfulness to her to her crews. That's great. I yeah. appreciate her being honest with us. Yeah, we. I mean, we probably all... You know. Yeah, you we know, know this, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so yeah, you have computers, Arthur, so you're, you, know, you know there's a standard Poltec decryption process, and... Uh, you decrypt a message, and it tells you... I'll read it to you. Uh, it says, This will be the bucket's final mission. No replacement crew will be sent. Your orders are to remove data cores and destroy Station XR-1453 and all its contents. Deliver the data cores to Corporate HQ-17, where you'll receive debriefing and reassignment. Travel expenses will be dispersed from this data pad. Authenticate this message using Protocol 1873-4. How did... So... By destroy, I mean, like, actually destroy, are we just removing the data cores? Are we leaving it pressurized? Or are we, like, detonating it? Uh, they, want it dis- they want it disintegrated in some fashion. <sighs> That's really weird, though. Um, you, you, do, you use, your, you use the, the protocol, the Poltec protocol, to authenticate, and it does authenticate. Um, mm-hmm. And then a, a screen pops up um, and asks for any, like, it asks you, it, you, you, there's, like, a finger, or I guess a paw print scanner for you, uh, but there's a little <laughs> scanner, uh, and it pops up with your name, disperses you 2,000 credits, uh, informs you of your promotion. You, 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 you advanced, right, Arthur? Yeah. It informs you of your promotion, congratulates you, uh, and then it, and then once you, and then it, it asks for, uh, Dr. Swan Tenor. Yes. So you put, Swan, you put your finger on there. You also are dispersed 2,000 credits to your, your, uh, your cred stick. And informs you of your promotion. Uh, and offers its congratulations. Uh, then pops up, uh, Pug. And you're, and you get, you, you, uh, press your armadillo hand to the scanner. Uh, and informs you. It's you like my ch- nose. Like I have to press my nose to it. <laughs> nose, uh, nose print. You. you also get 2,000 credits. Uh, you are not promoted. Uh, and, uh, in- yeah, thanks. Thanks for rubbing my nose in it, literally. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And then uh, it asks for Willadine Faye Moxley. You press your finger. You get 2,000 credits. And it informs you of your promotion to captain. 
And she Marley. can read that word. She knows hey, that word. Hey, that's that word. And then Marley's name pops up, and Marley's like, "Oh, oh, can I?" Uh, and he 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 reaches over. He reaches over to kind of scan his finger. Uh, and you, uh, even though uh, reading gives you trouble, uh, Captain Moxley, you uh, you see that uh, Marley has promo- been promoted from like rank zero to rank five. Oh, and his wow! Disperse- his disbursement is significantly more than five than two thousand credits. Oh my god! What? And he's just like staring at it, just like befuddled. He's like, uh, I, I, uh, uh. What Moxley you- claps him on the back. Congratulations, Marley. Oh, thank you. That's thank you, Captain. I don't know if oh, you saw, but I did you. get promoted. <laughs> captain, sir, ma'am, sir. Um, well, um, and then uh, the captain of the Warbler is standing there. He's like, well, I can see you all want to shoot us, but maybe we can, uh, we can put the, uh, the uh, maybe we can sign an armistice or something and we can get the hell on the road because we got cargo to deliver. Fair enough, uh... Captain, uh, what was your name again? Uh, Hiram. Jazz, Captain Jax. Hiram Jax. Hiram Jax. Okay. Uh, do we have an amount of time we need to remove the data cores and implode this son bitch? Also, I'm going to need to get some office chairs, some post-it notes. Uh, <laughs> all the copper probably. wiring. Oh, there was a note. Oh, yeah, that was like, like all, all the copper <laughs> wiring. You're supposed, to dis- you're supposed to disintegrate all company property besides the data cores. I'm so sorry. You cannot take those post-it notes. Arthur, you're going to have to put those back. And the paper clips. You know what? Empty your pockets, Arthur. I'm sorry. This is embarrassing for the both of us. They're not going to use them. It's just wasteful. Come on, Commander. Cut him a break. Captain. Captain, sorry. It just happened. Uh, Trey, the blap, steps forward and is like, I could help you organize. Would you like me to help you organize before you blow this place up? Catalog everything? Captain, you don't mind us staying an extra two weeks, do you? He's like, no, no, try go back to go back to the ship. We we'll need you. We'll need you in, on the bridge. Um, and the Varger, the Varger woman steps forward and is like, uh, "Do you have a a plan for how you're going to destroy your station here? I'm an engineer, and I I could help you if you needed some assistance. Probably just overload uh, the reactors. I can do that for you." In fact, I think it would be a little fun. She, oh, gives, you, she gives you a nod, Arthur. I am. I'm Vlasic. She shakes her paw and says, Space is where puppy love happens. <laughs> I'm Plurn. P L R R R N for those who care. Whoa. P-L-R-R-R-N. Gonna have fun reading that note later. What the fuck is that? Yeah, I've got I've got Plurn and a little heart. I have no idea what that's gonna mean later. I've circled the name a ton. I drew a heart around it a lot. What am I doing? Alright, so you wanna overload the reactor? That's your plan? Uh yeah, can I do some can I do a check, like a admin check or something to see like protocol on like, why would someone do this to a ship out here rather than absolutely any, anything yeah. else? Admin is probably perfect. Yeah. yeah. Real, real admin. Ooh, that's a seven. Um, you, you don't know if there's a, you don't actually, you don't know of any standard procedure for sunsetting a space station, but you would assume that, um, 
it would just be like standard corporate policy that it would be way too complicated to retrieve this huge space station. And they don't want company property falling into anybody else's hands. They have no use for it. They'd rather just it be destroyed than, than taken over by some pirates who are out, out, in the, out in the rift. This huh. would be like some, I think we'd have some mixed feelings about this maybe because this has basically been a prison for us, a space prison for four years, but it's also the only home that we've known in that time. Yeah. So, you know, being asked to like destroy it has got to be, I don't know what that's like. I don't know what, what that would mean emotionally for us. Yeah. I mean, also, did we have previous like directives? Did we know that this was going to be, this is like, we're just learning about this right now. We didn't know. Yeah. This is really sudden. It's just like, oh, you have to blow up your, your, your home. Yeah. You know, and and they're offering to help, help us do it. Yeah, I and the plan is like I don't. I just was trying to be friendly. I don't have to. I don't have to. Uh, you can blow up your own station. Uh, Thank so, you, Ma- Matthew. A couple things that uh, Arthur's thinking about right now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One, I would like to attempt to read the surface thoughts of of the captain. Ooh. Oh, I forgot oh, you're a psychic. Two, yes. I would like to make an admit check to figure out why in the hell he just got five promotions. Yeah. <laughs> That's an even That's better true. question. We right over that, didn't we? I'm thinking <laughs> spy. Mm. Um, okay, so I'm flipping to the Scion page, or the Psionics page. Uh, read surface thoughts is an average, an average telepathy check, uh, and it takes 1D times 10 seconds. Yes. Very fast. So uh, give me a give me a roll, and I'll, okay, I'll roll so the I, I'll roll the time frame. Okay, so I have a one in telepathy and no pluses for psi. So plus one, five, six, seven. Okay, so uh, th- that is a mar- that is a failure. It's a marginal failure, though. I'm looking at the effect table. Um, you so you get you get kind of like a feeling, like you get like you get a, like a counselor Troy empathic impression. Um, so you don't get any 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 thoughts. Um, what I'm too were you looking for? The female. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> well, I'm actually I'm, I'm, I'm checking this. Is I was basically looking for his surface thoughts of like what, like what's going through these people's head? Like, is it like aha they fell for it or like, like what what the hell's going on? Also, I also want to make an admin check just because of yeah Marley here. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's resolve that. the psionic check. So yeah, you get the you get the sense you get from the captain is he just is kind of impatient, like he wants to get on the road. Um, mm-hmm. You don't. There's no kind of like you don't. There's no. You don't get any sense of any subterfuge or any kind of deception happening. Um, you believe him, like you would get. Like you're 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 based on your impression. You believe he just picked up this job and wants to, to like get back to his route. Um, and yeah, give me the admin check for uh, to understand what happened with with Marley. That's what I'm talking about. Eleven. Nice. You have no idea. <laughs> as far as you, as far as this kid, as far as this, uh, this kid goes, like you have no idea. Um, and with eleven, I'll give you something. Um, give like give me um give me a. You want to try to read Marley's surface thoughts too, or I was or give a. I'm trying to think of what would be yeah. the sense motive equivalent for in, in Pathfinder. Yeah. I'm I'm going to have uh. No plus, though, that's because I've just spent two side points trying to read the captain, so it'll just be a straight roll. Got it. 
Oh, that's what you have a limited pool. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a terrible scion. <laughs> you said that at the beginning. You said you were You're a late life scion. It's like you came to it so late. You know? And I rolled a five. <laughs> you know what? Okay. You Let's just get you, Miss Cleo out here right now. We need Miss Cleo would be such an upgrade. Anything. The only thing you get from Marley is like a sense of overwhelming befuddlement. Like he seemed like the, your brief impression is that he seems as confused as you are. Your admin check. Um, did you roll that? You rolled the seven on the yeah. admin check. Yeah. So 11, I, you, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11. So what I'll give you is you did not sound like a real great. Your best <laughs> guess for what, like if you like aside from like him being paid to spy on you, that's, that seems logical. Another course of logic is he's being bought off for some reason. Huh? That's the research. Okay. But he seems, again, he seems visibly befuddled and very confused. And you, yeah, you, that's that's as far as you know. Okay. Um, Well, so, all right, well, let's let's fast forward a little bit. Let me show you the engine room. Yeah. So, (laughs) Arthur and Quern adjourn to the engine room, uh, to the (laughs) reactor core. Uh, she helps you rig it that you can you could you could over over overload the core remotely, um, and then the rest of you. I assume you're going to make your way over to the warbler. Well, we're going to pack up our stuff first and take. Yeah, we, we got take so any much stuff. We want to take. Yeah, we had, we had everything packed though. You were packed. We you, were, you were yeah. waiting for eight days. Um, right. Oh yeah, so you oh, carry yeah. your things over to the warbler, um, Kaz. So the other the other human is uh, his name is. Uh, uh, he's the astrogator, and his name is Kaz Kazlasevich. Kaz Kazlasevich. Uh, and he's like, uh, he's like, he's a typical astrogator. He seems a little bit like he knows, he knows that he thinks he knows everything, and you're all, and you don't know anything about what it is to live in space. Uh, you'd be dead without him. So he's like, uh, yeah, these are going to be your quarters. Uh, not much to speak of. Hope you're not going to be here very long, but uh, hope they're sufficient. Because um, the warbler, as you're walking through it, like. Uh, you know, it, this ship is built, not built to uh, offer high passage. This is, uh, let's charitably say, rugged. Uh, it's not designed for comfort. You're like thick metal, metal grating on the floors and jury-rigged panels with cables kind of bursting out of them all along the walls. Essential lighting only. Um, and like you, you, you notice random that- steam coming down the hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and it looks like this has been heavily patched and like there's cabling that like runs along all the corridors. It looks like to the job has been handed to Plurin and maybe Arthur when you're you're down working in the on the, the reactor core with Plurin. She basically shares like this is a ship that was designed to be run by a lot more personnel than the captain can afford to pay. And so she's been tasked with basically figuring out a way to like, you know, you know, uh, Automate a lot of this ship's mm. functions, so that and she's spends yeah. the whole day running around keeping everything patched. And, and yeah, this together. is a huge ship. It's huge, like a, a scout current that the ship that we had in our last uh, show, the last season. That was it was a scout, right? We have you a had scout? a far trader. Yeah. You had a far trader. Oh, right? a far trader. So yeah, so this is like forty times, times the size of that ship. Oh, yeah, it's okay. enormous. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the boxy sides, uh, sections on the side are cargo and on top, those are the cargo containers. Um, and the bulk center section has kind of basically been turned into one giant fuel container, uh, so they can make multiple jumps without having to refuel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the upper deck basically houses the bridge, the galley, the staterooms, and the rest is engine room. 
It's got all these, uh, uh, basically, they, they, it's a haphazardly assembled uh, ship in a lot of ways. Okay. Okay. Um, and but let's say you you rig it and uh, uh, you, you know, the captain tells you to he gets on the uh, he he escorts you on you you plurn gives him a nod gives him the uh, the thumbs up everything's good to go you extract the data cores uh, that's pretty easy I'm not gonna make you roll for that you okay. pack them up and uh, the captain turns to you and says, make yourself comfortable Mikasa etc it's two jumps to Neubayern so we've got two weeks together so we might as well get comfy with one another. The part that's so heartbreaking is like, I bet there's so many great floor panels and reactors and other crap this ship can use. (laughs) Everything's got to go as per the orders of Poltec. It's such a waste, though. It's typical Poltec. I'm not disagreeing, but it is our orders. Arthur takes the letter that he left to his replacement off the table. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so heartfelt the letter from president to president in the, in the, in the Oval office <laughs> as, as is tradition um uh yeah so and he invites you up to the bridge to watch the to deton to make the detonation and watch yeah we definitely um, watch it <laughs> the bridge i will say also looks cobbled together uh the captain has kind of erected himself an elevated con at the center of the room that does not look like it was supposed to be there it's made from like the scrap metal of a hunk of ground vehicles chassis it looks like the chair is kind of like the driver's seat of the car oh uh, this is so mad max yeah. Oh yeah. This is this, the seat of a Geo Metro. Just yeah. 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 It's not as badass as the, the Mad frame, Max cars. The frame of a Geo Tracker, the most dangerous <laughs> car ever made. Well, um, um, Event Horizon. Lawrence Fishburne had like the little seat that was on a little gimbal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We just watched that. Just watched yes. That. Like, that was the, so the, good. The group of us just just watched that. Yeah. Such a good movie. Weeks ago. So good. Even that is nicer than this bridge. Uh, Okay. The oh, leather their on seats, the chair their seats is were fraying. all ripped up. Yeah, the leather is yeah. like you know ripped. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, Plurn, uh has a she's uh, maybe she's sentimental. She's rigged together like a button for you to press. She's like, oh, oh which of you would like to do the honors? We all look uh, over at Captain. <laughs> yeah, we could, we, we could all, hey. we could, we could all. Do it together. Arthur, would you like to all press the button together? Yeah. I think I owe it to my crew. Uh, <laughs> as the newly as the newly anointed captain. Uh, th- I did get a promotion in case uh, no one heard on the... Um, all right. And I hold out the button and I put my hand over it. And I'm like, uh, I guess we'll do like a team huddle. Everybody put a hand on. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Arthur, yep. Arthur's there. Yep. Do the Woe Bundy thing. Woe Bundy. Yeah. Look out for you. Marley's like, wait, wait, wait. Can I, can I do it too? Oh, Marley, I always forget your Get name. Get out of here, traitor. <laughs> no. Marley, put a hand in too. You're part of the team for four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so four he, years. Four all years. All right. Uh, to the bucket. The bucket. So the, the warbler bucket. pulls a, a safe distance away, and then uh, Plurin gives you the nod. And we all three, two, one, the bucket. Three, two, one. The bucket. bucket. And for a minute, for like a second, nothing happens. 
And then all of a sudden you see, you see the, the like this, remember this station is like a modular. It's been put together. Things are just kind of stuck on and odd ends. It's huge. It's uh here's a, there's a, here's a pretty, I'll show you the pretty one that's on the cover of the ref book. That's Ooh. a pretty space station. Yours looks wow. like crap. Oh. And it just starts to, <laughs> <laughs> it just starts to rumble a little bit. And then it's like, and the implode. inside just starts to implode. So it just like starts to break apart. Oh. And then the fireball from the, like the, the, from the reactor, a mushroom cloud is like, goes up in flames. And this home, it's in your home Three. for the past four years, just is now nothing. Nothing. And it's totally silent because it's space vacuum. So you don't, you're, you're sitting on the ship and you just watch it just, yeah, exactly. No sound. Huge fireball. And then the button's well, we like, everything. that was easy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Should we, do you mind if we get going back to civilization, please? Being out oh, here gives me yeah. the creeps. Uh, uh, where, where, where are we going? My stop is in Neubayern. Now, I would say, I don't know what your employment situation is, but if you would like to, we could always use an extra hand, you know, so if you'd like to to sign on for this voyage, we are making our way to drop off our, our car- cargo in Deneb, uh, world in Deneb. Um, you're welcome to, to, to get off at Neubayern, any of the islands, uh, islands along the way. Uh, it's totally your prerogative. I have no responsibilities except to get you off my ship by the time I reach you. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, forgive me if, if this question has been answered, Captain Jax, but um, why is your detail so small? It's just... What's wrong with my detail? Your, uh, your ship is not fully stocked with Rude. your crew? I'm sorry. I thought when I came out here to the middle of fucking nowhere to pick you up on that piece of crap that you'd maybe under, that maybe maybe you'd had to work for a living in your lives and not all of you just handed things on a silver platter. But I, I, I'm still working for my my living. I got to make do with what I can make do with. Would I love to have a crew of thirty on this ship? Of course I would. Like who can afford that really? I just try to get my yeah, I do my job. I get my cargo from point A to point B. That's fair, but, you know, you're making a lot of assumptions about myself and my, my crew. And you know what they say about assumptions? You're what being an asshole, now? is what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But yeah. That's what, they, that's what they say. Is that I'm what sorry. they say? I reacted defensively. I'm a little bit, a little bit uh, protective of my ship and my crew. And we, uh, we, uh, they, work, they work very hard for me, and I, uh, I don't like to see them demeaned. Uh, they do. They run this whole thing by themselves. Really, we do it. We do it. We do it on our own. So uh, I'm proud of well, them, and uh, I don't like it yeah. uh, when people assume something's wrong with that. Well, uh, yeah. How All how right. uh, how many jumps will it take us take us to get to a new beer? No, no, new 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 buyer. No, I can't pronounce right. it. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> it'll take. It'll be two jumps. Two jumps. Two jumps. Spectacular. You got two weeks here. And uh, why don't why don't I, I I apologize? When we get underway, I'll we'll come down. And I'll cook you dinner myself, and we'll we'll get maybe we can uh, get to know each other a little better. Okay, spectacular. Okay, yeah, much obliged. Great. Yeah. You don't have cockroaches, do you? Any cockroaches? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no. Just asking. I mean, 
It's the one thing I've been wanting the last four years. It's a big bowl of fried spiced cockroaches. Uh, hey, Troy. And uh, the pilot at the pilot station, there's a little like a like a like the all I can think of is the tent in ET. Just like the plastic plastic tent around it, because mm-hmm. Trey needs to keep it nice and humid at, at her station. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like just clear plastic. She looks back. Like, we have any cockroaches down in the uh, I don't know, down in the, the the belly of the ship somewhere? I don't know. I mean, we picked up any kind of insect life. She's like, I don't know. I have it. I have organized every life form that's appeared on the ship and every every launch. I'll look. Um. Does Planet have any Kranga? Do you ask? Do you ask her? <laughs> yeah. She uh, and she looks at you. It's, she looks at you like, of course I don't. Why would I have that on a ship? And then she gives you a little wink. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you pull. You, pull us, you. She pulls you aside and she says, <laughs> "I do have Kranga, and I have to eat it somewhere where they can't smell it because all these humans, and especially Trey, they can. They have their sense of smell." It's just, they, they, they hate it. For some reason, they hate Kranga. Uh, I I would love all I have wanted for four years is some Kranga. And she goes, all right. Once once we get underway, once the jump gets underway, just meet me on the meet me at the the the, the starboard cargo bay. You got it. <laughs> oh well, we ready to go. All right, yeah, so uh, yeah, the captain sends you back to your staterooms to strap in, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, Trey maneuvers the big lumbering ship, war- the warbler, out, out of ways, just make sure we're not near any planetary bodies, uh, and you hear the hum of the maneuver drive begin to diminish, and over the intercom, the captain's voice comes on, all hands prepare for jump. And then the lights begin to dim. They dim so much that the entire ship basically goes dark and starts to shake. Yeah, and this then, whole thing is making me very nervous. Oh boy, Pug! Just like this understaffed ship of this size yeah. is just like very nerve wracking. And then they're like, and you enter jump space. Ooh, I love it. And we'll see you next week. Okay. <laughs> what is going to happen? This is not what I thought the story was going to be. I thought we'd no. be on the. Me neither. Me neither. <sighs> Yeah, I thought you were a toys <laughs> in the sure attic. Myself. <laughs> yeah. Toys in the attic on the station. Yeah, I thought that I assumed. I thought it'd be something like that, or you know, the thing, or whatever. <laughs> this is awesome. This is great. I'm excited yeah. to see what. I'm excited too. Me. I'm nervous. Me too. You fooled me. I'm Jerry. gonna get Kranga. What is Kranga? <laughs> He's gonna get some Kranga. I'm gonna get some. Kranga. It is, what is a Kranga? type of Varger snack food that I made up, which is all <laughs> I've wanted for the past four years. That's like. <laughs> Overcooked pepperonis off of a frozen pizza is kind of how I describe it. They're like chips. And Vargas just love them. And humans think they're disgusting. That sounds and that's, so good. Yeah. I know, right? Varger treats. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's essentially cat dog treats. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night. I'm going to go eat some Kranga. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at JoinTheNation.com.